This is a podcast by The Straits Times. It's been around for over 250 years. It's been called The Art of Eight Limbs and it features in one of my favorite movies of all time, Bloodsport. Hello everyone and welcome to a game of Two Halves, a Straits Times podcast. And this week, we are talking about the martial arts Muay Thai, which will feature prominently in the Singapore Fighting Championship 7 or SFC 7 for short. Taking place at the Juggernaut Fight Club at 10 Singpo Road at Tiong Bahru this Saturday, June 29th. I'm ST Sports Correspondent Zali Abdulaziz and this week on the podcast, I'm glad to invite Singapore Fighting Championship founder Arvin Alwani, who is also the owner of Juggernaut, to talk a bit more about his event. So what's up, man? Hey, man. Thank you for having me over here. And uh, yeah, always good to talk to you about the combat sports scene in Singapore. Yeah, it must be like, like we were just talking, it's kind of crazy, like, You know, last few days before the event in the lead up. You know, how busy is it for you? For me, I like to do, you know, a lot of things on my own. And also, I tend to like... The good thing is that this is not my first event. So, I've already done like every other event. You know, it's all about picking up from the last events and all that. And then putting it all together. The only thing is, now it's a little bit easier because I'm doing it in my gym as well. Juggernaut mm. Fight Club. So, you uh, know, it's a pretty big space, 7,000 square foot. So, now, you know, we've got the ring all set up. And like, at the end of the day, it's just putting the chairs in, you know, setting up the lighting and stuff and all that. And yeah, I mean, it's all the nitty gritty, all that small things, but that you don't want to leave out, which is the most important things. Mm. But... It's definitely tough, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you mentioned, you know, it's not your first rodeo by any means. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the seventh edition of SFC, obviously. It's called SFC 7. It started in 2014, right? The first 2016, one? actually. Uh, I know 2016 was SFC 2. The Sorry, one 2014, I, I, you're yes, right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, God, I yeah. forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's that long ago. So, wow. I guess it's in its fifth year and it's already yeah. seventh edition. But how did it start? You know, what gave you the idea to start a multi-sport combat event? First of all, it started off as purely an amateur combat organization. Because uh, I had fighters at my gym and, you know, we were always traveling out and we weren't getting any fight. It was hard to get fights and, like, yeah. you know, to travel out. In 2014, especially, yeah. the, the scene was not as... Yeah, exactly. So, I thought about doing an event. So, got it called Singapore Fighting Championship, got somebody on board. And then we did it at the old Singapore Badminton Hall. Uh, Gilimat Road? Yeah, Gilimat yes. Road. I think they were, like, a, a gym over there as well. So, we cleared that space out. They had all their seats and all that. We put a ring over there and then we got the guys fighting. So, you know, the first time round, we did like a four-man tournament for three or four weight categories. And then we were doing uh, championship fights and all that, the belts. From there, then we grew into more of a combat promotion. That was SFC 1. And mm. then we took a break for a while because I had to shift my gym and all that. And the SEA Games happened in between, right? And the SEA yeah. Games happened as well. Games, then yeah. 2016, I went SFC 2. And then that was the first time I brought in like professional boxing Correct. as well. With a title uh, yeah. up for grabs. The so. WBF, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. And then from there, it's just grown. We've, we've had SFC 2, SFC 3. And then yeah. we had some Lion City Fury as well. Yes. Like the pro boxing, boxing event. Events. And then like here and there. So this is actually the 10th show. <laughs> in, in all. Uh, yeah, in but all. have you seen a gradual growth in terms of interest or attendance? Or even maybe quality, you know? How has it grown over the years? Quality, definitely. I mean, like with the fighters and all that. At the same time, there's definitely been interest. See, you need organizations like us and all that, you know, who start off from the grassroots to get people interested, to build a fan base. The thing is, the fight scene over here is not very big yet. You know, it's, it's small. Compa- it's still, yeah, it's, it's grown a lot in the last few years. Yes, right? it yeah. has. But compared to the United States, you know, mm. over there and like all these other countries who already have a fight mentality, it's something which is like ingrown as well as, hey, let's go watch a fight this weekend. You know, let's go have some. Yeah. Over here, it's like, hey, let's go watch a fight this weekend. Why? Why do we want to go watch a fight? You know, it's so brutal and so on. So we are changing that. It's getting more entertainment involved in it. And that's the reason why for this event as well, I'm 
bringing in Kevin J. Mm, the comedian, I, yeah. I've seen him on Comedy Central. Uh, Netflix, you know, Netflix, he is yeah. very funny with that epic beard as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so it must be amazing to see your baby grow over the last, I guess, half a decade. And, you know, it has coincided with the rise of MME in, I guess, mainstream, yeah. getting mainstream popularity, Conor McGregor in the last three, four years. You, mm-hmm. In fact, you were ahead of the curve, lah, if you, you know, considering you started in 2014. Much. Um, and now you have someone like Kevin J coming up and you have your own space. It must be quite gratifying to see this change lah, over the years, right? I mean, it definitely is. And like, you know, like big organizations say like one championship as well is like they're getting our fighters as well and they are yeah, yeah. yeah I know Tiffany is now in one uh, you, Rahul. we have Rahul we've had Benedict Ang we've had Amalo Rutia we had so many guys we like to be the feeders for the big organisations you know so it gives us some legitimacy as well and you know obviously you have a consistency like we mentioned this is a seven show but it's not just staging any any old show like you said SFC 2 you brought in pro boxing titles for the first time and I think at that point was the first time in five years before that was 2012 Chris John yeah, I think yeah, was the last right. real pro mm-hmm. boxing title and now you're breaking new ground again we mentioned right at the top this SFC 7 will feature Muay Thai so yeah. it will feature national Muay Thai titles for yeah, the first it's time it's a right? WBC Muay Thai national yeah. so how, maybe just explain how you brought that in and, and, and what dynamic it brings to SFC 7 we have a pretty good Muay Thai community over here but the thing is there are a lot of fighters who still don't have an opportunity like to fight over here they do have some shows and all that they go fight and all but what I want to see is like good Muay Thai our Muay Thai fighters I know they can't go to the next level you know they just don't have that opportunity so with these WBC Muay Thai titles you know the winners of these they'll become national champions and at the same time they will be ranked by the WBC and then from there they can climb up the rankings and hopefully for a world title shot as well so Singaporean fighting for a WBC Muay Thai world title that's going to be big very big in terms of you know you mentioned Muay Thai for fans who don't know in fact for me as well I don't know the intricacies how does Muay Thai differentiate from K1 kickboxing for example or kickboxing in general what is is it a rule set kind okay. of thing basically Muay Thai it's called the art of eight limbs so you got elbows involved which you can't do in kickboxing you know, you got knees, you got the clinching techniques and so on. It's called one of the most brutal combat spots. But if, from a fighter's point of view, you see it, it's actually very beautiful. It's stylistically, you've seen some of the, of course, in Thailand, some of the best Muay Thai fighters coming out from there. It is the land of Muay Thai. That's where it's grown. So we have a good influence over here in Singapore. And that's the reason why I want to bring in the WBC Muay Thai. That's what I did to bring the WBC Muay Thai title fights here. So we'll see how our guys do against, you know, in the future when against the Thai fighters and so on and overseas. So that's the plan. If you're enjoying this episode of A Game of Two Halves so far, do subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it and give us a rating. Back to our show, we now move on to the second half of our chat with Juggernaut Fight Club owner and Singapore Fighting Championship founder Arvin Nalwani. So Arvin, where do you see SFC in the grand scheme of local and regional fight game? You know, you said it's pretty much still a grassroots kind of thing. You know, one championship is the heavyweights in, in the region and in, in Singapore. So how do you see SFC fitting in and, and what's their role? I think for us being like a feeder organization, you know, I like to keep it that way. I don't want it to grow too big. You know, there's no point in that. And, you know, we do have like title fights and so on. So... I believe where we're at, at this level, you know, it's okay. We still put quality fights on, you know. There are always good fighters coming through. Definitely, I would like a little bit more growth in, like, the support with the sponsorships and stuff and, like, with, with the media, with the organizations. Maybe, hopefully, one day we get the Zern coming in and they want to put on our shows. Oh, that would be amazing. You know? uh, but they are expanding quite aggressively uh, they are, everywhere, right? You know, we might be talking to them, you know, who knows. So, that's why, you know, we've got to keep it under wraps before <laughs> we, like... 
Yeah, but that's for the immediate future, I guess. For the next at least year or two, you don't see it going up in another level or trying to be way bigger than what it already is. I don't think we're ready for that yet. Mm. For the fight scene in Singapore, there's no point on me of going to the indoor stadium and putting a 5,000-seater place where I know I'm not going to be selling 1,000 tickets. There's mm. no point. We're happy where we're like, you know, we're doing 500 people, we're doing 700. Oh, sorry, we're, we're doing, uh, you know, 500 seating, 700 seating, and we can sell out. That's what we want. Yeah. SFC, I mean, in, in fairness, I can attest, I've been to your events, and SFC, yeah. whatever ballroom or hall or whatever you hold it, it's literally packed. You know, if I come in midway through the cart, it's like I got to really squeeze against the wall and sort, exactly. sort of move to the media area. And, you know, thing. you want that kind of atmosphere. It's important, it's quintessential when, when, when you have a fight event, you have that kind of atmosphere. You know, you have the local crowd, they're cheering their heroes and so on. You're near the ring. That atmosphere is just very, very important for me, that is. But you also have local boxers under your tutelage who have also progressed up the ranks nicely over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have the top Singaporean women boxer, uh, mm-hmm. Noshaida, the sniper, Rosely, and uh, Mr. Fantastic, Muhammad Ashik. I love, I love that nickname. <laughs> yeah, so they're both fighting at SFC 7. So what do they have in front of them uh, you know, on Saturday? As you know, uh, Mr. Fantastic Ashik, he had a fight in April for the World Youth title in Thailand and, you know, he didn't win that. That was a very good experience against a very high-level contender. So this is kind of like, I wouldn't say a comeback fight for him, but like, you know, he, he lost his first fight back then in April. So now he's fighting this guy who's a Thai guy who's, if I'm not wrong, has a professional record of 24 wins and 18 losses. So he's... Vastly more experience. Like, I mean, vastly Ash- more experience. Uh, he, 10, no, he has seven or eight, eight okay. fights. So this is going to be his ninth fight, if I'm not wrong, yeah. And uh, for Shahida, this is kind of a rematch for her against Siripon Chanbuala, who Shahida did beat in 2017 for the WBC Asia featherweight belt. So this is just to keep her busy as, uh, as you know, now Shahida is ranked number 5 by the WBC and number 4 by the WBA. So anytime in the next six months, she's probably going to get called up for a world title fight by the WBC that's, or that's the WBA. That's quite insane that we yeah. have a Singaporean right up there in, exactly. in the top five of you know major boxing organizations. Yeah. So we need to like, that's why I'm keeping her busy. So this is going to be her 16th fight. So she wins this, she's still in the rankings and so on. And you know, it's just a waiting game now, mm-hmm. you know, negotiations and stuff. And then when we get it, then we'll, we'll go for it. So how far can Shahida and Ashik go? And, and even possibly, I guess, Rafi, who's Rafi Majid, another yeah. boxer who's under, Arvin, who's a bit older, yeah, well, <laughs> a he's, lot older. Rafi, he's, he's, I mean, like, it's a great story with him because he started training, you know, at the age of 31. By the time he was 37, I already made him a WBC Asia champion. So... Mm-hmm. You're never too old to start. It's a story right there. So Yeah, but what are your plans for, for your boxes? Uh, Shahida is, like you said, close to possibly a world title shot in yeah. maybe the next year or something. Uh, or yeah, the next six months or so. Six months even. Yeah. Ashik, you know, the plan is to rebuild him, you know, get him five, six, seven fights, you know, so on. And like, you know, to get his confidence back and like to get him back up in the rankings. Rafi, well... You know, he's 39 right now. You know, he's kind of taking it easy. But he's definitely going to fight again in September when we have SFC 8. There's a plan for SFC 8. That's a plan for okay. SFC 8. And also now I've got a newcomer who's, who's another woman, uh, Amanda Chan. Uh, she's 1-0. I've got goals for her in the next six months. She's probably going to be a WBC Asia champ as well quite soon. Exciting stuff. Uh, And on that note, there's the final whistle bringing to a close a game of two halves. Thanks so much, Arvin, for joining us today. Thank you. If you enjoyed the episode as much as we did, do subscribe to a game of two halves on Apple's podcast app or on Google Podcasts or even on Spotify. Do like it or give us a rating. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. 
Find us on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at the Straits Times and the Business Times online.